0: hello hello my loves i'm so excited for you to listen to this episode about how movement can heal us through relationships relationships to ourselves relationships to others our romantic relationships and this conversation with my dear friend stephen washington is all about good tips and i'm so excited for you to listen to his beautiful wisdom Stephen is a movement master he's an author and a recovery advocate who's passionate about helping others navigate towards a happier healthier life And his lifelong love and key foundation to his own spiritual fitness is movement. He used to be a dancer and he brings that so beautifully into his fitness today. He firmly believes our relationships with our body is vital to emotion and physical and spiritual health. And so Stephen has created an online members community. It's called SWE Studio. And it offers more than 300 mindful movement video classes and wellness resources. And you guys know how much I would love you to do some kind of movement in the morning. And if you need variety and you get tired of one thing that you watch or one thing that you do, this would be a really great option. So check the information at the bottom of the podcast and log in there and get started with moving okay let's listen to my conversation with steven
1: a few deep breaths together before we start yes. oh, Good. That. <laughs> let's just take let's just take three deep breaths okay let me sit nice and tall feel our like feet on the floor long spine relax shoulders let take a deep breath into our bodies. And release the breath out. Again, take a nice deep breath in. And allow the air and the breath to leave you. This last breath, just place your hand on your heart. Mm. Let's take another breath together. And release it up. Beautiful.
0: Mm. Okay, thank you for grounding me. Me too, thank you yeah me too that's great yeah mm. okay so um, thank you so much for being here Stephen. And thank just, you so
1: much for asking me
0: <laughs> oh my god I, th- I feel like I have been asking to be kind of connected and matched up with, with my people like with the right people the right kind of flow and vibration and and then you came up for me and it just, um, it just feels really right. And even just right now, the way you're like, okay, okay, Paris, let's just ground ourselves before we get started. (laughs) I'm like, okay, uh, like three breaths, but there is something in your presence that is really calming and really, I just feel like you're so aligned with whatever is going on in life. And I know that you've gone through really hard times lately, um, but you're able to hold your ground and be so aligned and stable and connected. And that is, I'm so, so um, intrigued and excited to talk about that and see what you have to say about that. So yeah, um, Here we are. I'm so excited to talk to Stephen today, our movement guru and recovery advocate. And I've looked into um, your website and your books and your YouTube channel. And it's just this grace about you and the way you move, the way you bring uh, the healing into movements and into recovery. So I'm just wondering if you can we can start by maybe telling us a little bit about this beautiful Stephen and everything that he's gone through and his journey to get to this point of like being so grounded and present.
1: Thank you so much for the invitation to spend this time with you today and for that beautiful introduction. My goodness. (laughs) I, I, I receive... Everything that you just um, showered, bestowed upon me. Appreciate
2: that. Yeah. yeah, And it's interesting that it's
1: as we move through the world and we interact with one another, we have ideas about people around us, things that we intuit, that we sense and what you've sensed about me is this groundedness, this calm, this relaxed energy. And it's always interesting and wonderful to, 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 to get some kind of feedback because I'm just living my life. <laughs> I'm just living my life, um, moving from moment to moment. All the things that you attach to me are certainly things that I, I feel but you never know exactly how people receive that. And uh, and I think that what you sense about me is something that's always been a part of me. I think I've always been that, that person, that soul that people gravitated towards. Mm. And I think it is because of my gentle nature,
2: my quiet, My strength, my vulnerability, my sensitivity, my lightness, my levity,
1: um, and just that creative fire that's in me
2: and curiosity. I think people have always responded to that. And Stephen hasn't
1: always appreciated all that. Because you know, we have our moments when we, when we don't necessarily see what other people see, uh, we're thinking about or we're distracted by other things. But at the core of us, we 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 really know what the truth is. We know who we are. Uh, once we pull, once we peel back all the different many layers of the onion and peel back all the different um, pieces of armor that we put over ourselves, but. Yeah, I am. I am who I am, and and I I love who I am. At almost fifty-two years old, I can't even believe those words are coming out of my mouth. That, that number, <laughs> it's like I still feel like I'm twenty-five or thirty. Like, <laughs> but I would never want to live those times again because because I think those those times were very special, and very powerful. But I'm, I've, I've moved past a lot of the the lessons that I needed to learn at that uh, young part of my life. And I'm just grateful for everything today. I've, and I've said this to a lot of different people <clears throat> that are close to me, that
2: I've, I've never felt quite as alive as I feel right now. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with this process of healing trauma,
3: Mm.
2: healing trauma,
1: um, really identifying, uh, depression that's been that I've held for quite some time but because I am such a functional person and I get stuff done that I never fully understood that that's what I was dealing with um I knew something was slightly off but I just thought if I if I did more qigong if I went to more recovery meetings if I if I if I um meditated more if I ate this, if I didn't eat that, if I took this supplement, if I prayed, like all that, I thought all of that would fix that little part of me that's kind of like, something's not quite right there.
2: But it's, I think what it's taken is this relationship release to bring all of this up,
1: to be looked at and to apply compassion to and self-love and to be really proactive about taking care of what I need, what does Steven need? When you remove everybody else out of the picture and it's just Stephen. Mm -hmm. what does Steven need today? Uh, So all of this makes me incredibly, feeling uh, incredibly alive. Like I'm doing this mindfulness meditation training program Right now, And
2: one of the questions that the facilitators asked last night was, what, what brings you into self-awareness? And that question, at first, I,
1: I, I didn't know how to answer it. And it wasn't until one of my fellow cohorts said, oh, resistance. Resistance is one thing that brings me into awareness. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's it. Because in this process of this year, especially Mm -hmm. around this relationship release and my resistance to what was and this change and transformation that was happening, whether I was fully on board or not,
2: coming up against that resistance made me very present to myself,
1: how I felt in my body, but what's happening in my heart,
2: where my thoughts were at the moment and where they've been. And I think that happens for a lot of us, that
1: we need that, that through challenges, we, we gain insights. If we're willing to, to see, if we're willing to receive, if we're really willing to um, be open to to that and to potentially change because challenges change us. They can change us. They can transform us like a river transforms stones
3: Mm. as it
1: washes
2: over them over and over and over and over and over again.
0: Right. Yeah. My God, that's so beautiful. And so what I hear you say is that in this moment you feel the most alive than that than you have ever been and it's through these challenges and especially the the latest relationship challenge because you've had a lot of challenges I feel like when Mm -hmm. I I read your book um, getting through that recovery and and coming into yourself Um, and then now this relationship is just kind of Like you said, like a river going through and the stones and kind of shaping them and rebuilding them. And when you talk about that resistance, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like when you were, how did that show up in your relationship?
2: Mm, Resistance. Well, I think what comes to mind is. Sometimes we can be going about our life in a very practical, functional way. Mm -hmm. And there's something energetically that's off. Which can make you feel uncomfortable at times. You can have a thought of, what is that?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: How, do, how, does, how, how do I feel about that? How do I shift and change that? And when you have that kind of awareness, you're kind of faced with a choice of walking towards that or staying still or walking back.
1: And I think, for me, just feeling that there was there was things that were kind of amiss, and was I ready to look at that? Because if I looked at that, you, once you see something, you can't unsee it. Right.: And while change can be beautiful and transformative it's change and it's stressful and is it is it more stressful to change or is it more stressful to stay the same in this mm-hmm. thing that's very familiar that sometimes at some moments it feels like it's working it's you know a working familiar. yeah it's familiar yeah so it's that that's the kind of resistance that i went up against because It's one of those things where we all hear this a lot, too, of like, things don't make us happy.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Money doesn't make us happy. A beautiful home doesn't make us happy. Even, even, um, Even love and adoration from people doesn't necessarily make us happy. Happiness is an inside job. That's one of the things I heard when I first entered recovery, people talked about how happiness is an inside job. Um, But it's easy to project outwards and think that things are going to make you happy. But that's the thing for me. One of the things that became really clear is that, wow, I have this really
2: beautiful life and I have all these things that are so positive that I'm so grateful for. And why is it that I don't feel As happy as I imagined I would feel like what what
1: what what is that and so I think it takes courage to courage to look at that and to be open to asking that question of yourself and and trying to to figure that out and and it's been an incredible journey of understanding that
2: and figuring that out and taking actions to 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 find that, that happiness, that, that
1: I, that I seek, that we seek and happiness is such an elusive thing, right? It it comes and it goes, and it's never, it's not always like a, I'm happy. Sometimes it's contentment. Like I'm happy because I'm, I'm content Mm -hmm. with, with what is right now that if I could change it, maybe I wouldn't change it because it's okay the way it is right now. And I feel a sense of comfort and ease yeah Yeah. i feel a lot of contentment now even even as i move through this process of, of letting go and transformation and all that stuff you know it's it's yeah yeah
0: and so uh is it safe to say that in your relationship in your past relationship um there were parts of you that kind of showed up that you acknowledged that they were there for the first time. Did it just show up through the relationship?
2: Hmm. Can you clarify that question?
0: Um, I guess what I'm saying is um, it seems like a lot of stuff were not just you, but like, I've seen that for myself in my relationships that things become more clear about parts of ourselves that we thought we had worked on. Like I thought I had done all this work and I was like (laughs) the Buddha (laughs) until I got into another relationship. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like my own like 15 year old self again. (laughs) Um, and this guy brings out all the little parts of me that I thought I had healed yeah. And I'm just wondering if uh, you kind of came to know some of those parts of yourself that came through in this relationship. And, um, you know, now that you are in a place of containment, how did you um, how did how do you see those parts now or how do you work with those parts now?
1: Beautiful question. <laughs> Yeah. There's nothing better than being in a relationship and it doesn't have to even be a romantic relationship, just being in a friendship, a familial relationship. It's nothing like that to bring up your stuff, your, Mm -hmm. your, your, uh, your things, your parts of you that, that, are wounded, that, that need attention, that need love, that need care, that need understanding, that need compassion. It's, it's such a great teacher. It's such a great teacher. And every relationship that I've had has given that to me, but my ability to be aware enough to, to, to see that and to know that has, has only grown over time. Like my self-awareness and my ability to look at what we're talking about is much more keenly focused now than it was when I was in my 30s when I had my last uh, long-term relationship before I met my husband.
2: Um,
1: And I think that just comes with time and age and experience. Now, as far as the parts of myself that, that... I discover and along that journey, it's been a wonderful experience of making peace with those parts of myself because hating any part of myself is not going to get me anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think that there's enough out in the world that projects self hate or or discontent with, with self. Um, there's enough of that out there being projected out, uh, being projected from out to in. And it's important that for me, that I don't pile that onto myself even more. And I think my recovery has taught me a lot about
2: acceptance and, and learning to accept parts of me that are just parts of me and that
1: aren't going to change or or the change will be slow and very incremental. Mm -hmm. And so I must be patient. But I feel as though there's so many parts of myself that are really good, that are really good and positive and it has a lot to do with perspective and perception. Mm-hmm. It's how, how I view myself, um, how I view my, my superpowers, right? Um, are they for good or are they for bad? But I think it's about how I, my perception of myself. And, and I think relationships are just a wonderful playground to learn about that. You're not going to learn all that stuff sitting by yourself in your apartment without uh, interactions with others. There's only so much you can do, I think, on your own. And I think people, people need people. We are meant to be social. We are meant to be connected. We are meant to have these relationships that, that bring out different parts of ourselves and that um sometimes
2: elevate us and sometimes can draw us in a different direction and just make us feel
0: yeah i mean i love that um yeah i i have a friend that always says when i'm in the himalayas and meditating in the mountains with the yogis I'm so enlightened. like <laughs> I'm on fire. I want to see you enlightened when you're with your family yeah. or in your close relationships, right? And that's the real lesson. That's the real enlightenment, yeah. I think. and uh, and you're right, we do need each other. And I think in in what you I hear you say is that um, there's a lot of acceptance. In what you, the way you are seeing yourself, the way you're seeing your past relationships, and the way you've made peace and kind of brought yourself into that state of containment. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my teachers, Dr. Svoboda, always says, uh, You have to always catch up with reality. Because if you do not accept reality, reality is going to catch up with you. And it's going to be at the moment that you were hoping the universe would give you a break. That is the moment reality is going to catch up with you. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's, brilliant. I know he's so funny and Mm. brilliant that way. But it's like, that's always at the back of my mind. It's like, you know, um, here we are. For whatever reason, we have to learn these lessons. We have to accept that this is where we are in our life right now. Uh, whatever is happening and accept it and once there is acceptance what we call prana starts flowing you call she or ki um this life force starts flowing and when the life force starts flowing you know ayurveda says we are nature we are we're just uh oops sorry We're just a little microcosm of the macrocosm of the universe. And so in this place of being nature, once prana starts flowing, our bodies heal. Our mind knows how to heal. It's like we're not stopping it anymore. Illness, disease, and stuckness all comes from that feeling of not accepting and just being so stuck up in wherever Mm -hmm. we're stuck. You know, and then once that goes and and that's what I feel like I see in your movements. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering um, if you can tell us a little bit, like, we feel like a thought comes to you and it's very intuitive to me. Like when I see your videos on Instagram or uh, whatever else, it's like, oh, this emotion comes to me or this thought comes to me and to digest it, I'm going to move and it's just watching that. I can see that prana move with you, and uh, I'm just wondering if that's something that. Um, how do you do that? Is that a tool you use for recovery? Um, are there any other tools or habits that you've created a, a, from this recovery? Because I know that uh, you were saying, you know, recovery can be can have different shapes and forms, and maybe it's evolving as you evolved the process of remote recovery is evolving. So if you can tell us a little bit about these tools that you're using and if um, our listeners can kind of get some tips of how they can do that.
1: Yeah. Thank you for that question. Well, movement has always been a part of my life. Like my joke is that I came out of my mother's womb dance, my mother's womb dancing (laughs) (laughs) and my, some of my earliest memories of me, dancing around the living room or twirling around like wonder woman. Cause I loved wonder woman as a child. So I was always very expressive in a physical way. It's mm-hmm. hard to, 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 to get me to sit still. And so through my life, I've been able to channel that into various things and dance was a, was a, a big part. That was my first love really. And what I appreciate about this period of my life is how dance has come back because I, I, I retired from my professional dance career many years ago. <clears throat> I think 2009, I, I retired, but I retired in a very abrupt way. After doing a long running show on Broadway for eight years or so, I, um, I was just like, I'm done. I'm burnt out. I'm done. But the dance was still moving within me, but didn't have a way to be expressed. And this this experience, I think, around just the healing that's happening for me in my life around the things that I've mentioned earlier, Uh, movement has been just a vital part of it. And at first it was just me dancing in my house, in the kitchen, uh, in the yard. And then I began to film them and I began to share them and people responding to that. And then suddenly something told me to start speaking as I dance mm. as a way to process what I've been thinking about uh, things that my mind has been circling around over and over. Or if I have a particular insight, I want to dive into it a little bit deeper and I want to share it with other people. And I, and, and I intuitively knew that it's something that's going to connect me with other people because people are going to relate to what I'm sharing because it's it's oh so human it's oh so Mm -hmm. universal and and it's been incredibly healing for me to to do to do my work and for for what you uh saw and responded to the dance videos it's been a, an, a it's been a, a bit of a game changer for me because of the kind of self expression I'm able to to do and how it's impacted people and how it's inspired other people to start dancing themselves. I love when people tell me that, "Oh, you make me want to dance," or I, I realize how little I dance or how little I move. And what I want people to know is that we're all dancers. I just happened to have gone to school for it and and was paid for it, but we're all dancers. We can all move our bodies intuitively, express ourselves, and that that's part of that's really our medicine. And I think I think historically, I think from an anthropological point of view, dance has been a part of many cultures around the world for the millennia. But in modern times, we've moved away from dance. We've moved away from that kind of expression. Um, Are we we only relegated to weddings and funerals? Not funerals, but like weddings and, you know, going out to the bar or the club, you know. But it's, it's something that's accessible to us all the time. And it's something that is very a healing tool. Much like when animals experience something that maybe is impactful, or um shocking or traumatic what do they do with it they shake they move yeah. to move the energy what do we do we get we, we, we free- just we freeze or we, freeze st- we get still right. or, or what have you uh, so this has been important medicine for me and it's been i think inspiring to other people and so I, I always encourage people to move whether it's dance or whether it's just going out for a walk, mm-hmm. you know, or doing yoga or Qigong or Pilates or riding your bike, swimming, whatever it is, whatever it is to move your body. Yeah. Take deep breaths. When we are going through difficult times, when we're challenged by, life circumstances when we're learning something new for the first time
2: we tend to hold our breath mm-hmm. breathe breathe yeah.
0: it seems so simple mm-hmm. but yet we don't do it yeah Somehow we have uh, detached ourselves from that part of ourselves because it is a part of ourselves it's a natural part of ourselves
1: yeah well i think we're also sophisticated i think the world that we live in is very sophisticated and we're we're used to big ideas big concepts oh. and what we're talking about is something that's so simple and that we we all do we can't live without breathing and it happens without us thinking about it but when we when we pay attention to ourselves breathing It's a game changer. It really, really is. So those are the like movement, deep breathing. Mm -hmm. Meditation has been really important for me, but I'm one of those people that I'm able to drop into meditation more fully after I've moved my body in some way. Right. Like that's, that's, that's my entry point into it. And so we all have different ways of accessing that. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's what works for me. I think it's an important, it's an important tool because it just gives us a time to be still and quiet and just reflect and, Mm -hmm. and be with our, be with our thoughts for a moment. Uh, And I know that's hard for a lot of people, a lot of people that's really hard. And we spend a lot of time running from our
2: thoughts um I think when I think back to the relationship there were ways that I was running from my thoughts about
1: how I was feeling or about the relationship and I just got to a point where I couldn't I couldn't run from those thoughts anymore yeah mm, yeah and and because the running from the thoughts makes your energy stuck and stagnant but walking into it with a sense of curiosity
2: courage self-compassion the energy the prana the chi the key is able to to flow
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and That reminds me of the concept in in Ayurveda, we talk about how the lymphatic system is the only system of the body that doesn't have an organ that moves it. And so things get heavy and stuck and we have this concept of um, when we eat toxic foods or we don't move or we are in toxic situations um, and we can't digest a situation or a food or a thought, it becomes ama or toxins. And Alma is this gooey, sticky material that kind of is like plaque and it Mm -hmm. just goes into our arteries and it goes into any space that it can find to get stuck and create a stuckness in the body. Mm -hmm. And so when we are full of the toxins, we're full of the toxins. We can't, we can't be light. We can't think clearly. There's density in the body and in the mind. And I think movement is one of the only things that moves the lymphatic flow. And it also allows for that ama to digest because you can't really uh, cleanse the ama out of your body unless you digest it. And in the same way, you know, our experiences that are hard and, or things happen that we do not understand, if we just try to push it away, it's like it gets stuck there. It's not mm-hmm. going anywhere. And that's the whole science of somatic body therapy now that we're realizing uh, what Ayurveda has been saying for thousands of years, that this, these thoughts and emotions and experiences are not going away. They, they get stuck in our body somewhere. And then that becomes illness or disease down the road. And so to to digest that, again, uh, when we digest something by moving it, we create Shakti shakti is empowerment shakti is prana shakti is she key it's energy that fuels us that allows for movement to happen and when we don't move and digest that it just becomes ama it becomes toxins it becomes stuckness in the body and the mind and so that movement that you're so intuitively doing not only is moving the she and the key and creating prana flow but it's also moving the lymphatic system and there's no stuckness in the body so like going back to the example of the river you gave it's not like the river is always moving the water is always moving there's a big rock it moves beside it or over top of it or Mm -hmm. it will find a way Mm -hmm. but as humans we get to the rock and we're like "Ah, i'm just gonna go get stuck in this space and (laughs) <laughs> and and pretend I can't move and get stuck there, and and that's where pro- the problems come in, you know. And it's yeah. just just move forward. Be that river. Yeah. Let yourself flow with whatever experiences come your way. Like finding your shakti and strength to get through it.
1: Yeah, that's just so brilliant. I love I love hearing all that, and so many parallels between Ayurveda and Chinese medicine. Like when you said yes. the the uh, the the. Uh, ama,
0: ama it, it
1: made me think of just in Chinese medicine, damp,
0: okay. dampness uh, yeah. is,
1: is very similar. Um, mm-hmm. Really powerful what you said and what comes to mind is whenever we're going through any kind of change or transformation, there's a lot of feelings that come up and how do we just allow those feelings to express themselves and not censor ourselves? And just allow us to move through it. Just move, allow it to move through. And that's the thing. I think emotional energy, which is, uh, energy is energy. Whether it's the density of your body, the physical energy, or your emotional energy, or your, your mental energy, your consciousness, it's all energy. And when we allow ourselves to experience our emotions and feel our feelings, it allows that water to flow, that energy to flow. hmm the way that it's supposed to,
2: and also it's important. I find to not try to do everything all at once. Mm. Because
1: any big change or transformation presents challenges, obstacles, logistical things. And we can think that we have to address it all, all at once in this moment and it's not that's not the best way to look at it like what's what's happening right now what's the next right thing that i need to do take care of address right what's the next right thing for me to do to take care of myself in this do i need to take
2: a nap do i need to eat something do i need to talk to someone um yeah,
0: yeah, because that's where anxiety comes from, right? When we are mm-hmm. like in this situation, we are like everything at once, mm-hmm. just making that into smaller steps, and I love mm-hmm. that you mentioned what do I need right now? Like I yeah. do ask that for myself whenever I feel like my heart rate is going up and I'm like getting aggravated about, about something, I'm like, what is underneath this what What is it that I need at this moment mm-hmm. and I have two little ones and it's the truth is that we're no different than these little ones who are either hungry or tired or thirsty, you know, and we have those basic needs too. And sometimes we forget that. And it's often, what do I need at this moment? And then I'll take one next step.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the next right thing to do? And to just be with that and and breathe through that.
0: Right. And often when you do that, it's like I find somehow the answers come. Like when you're stuck and you don't know where to go next, Mm -hmm. but you surrender and you allow that water to flow. Mm
3: -hmm. And you're
0: like, okay, um, Mm -hmm. I guess I just know that this is not working. I'll just Mm -hmm. flow with it and see what happens. And I find that the universe is so beautiful that way where. As soon as we allow it, it's there to lend a hand, to show you the next step or guide you through something that you need to be doing.
1: That's such a key point that you just mentioned, that the universe is always there to help and to guide. I think for a a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people have an interesting, sometimes very complicated relationship with themselves and the universe or God, or whatever we feel is this energy that kind of governs everything. And and some don't necessarily believe that things are happening for them, that life is just happening to them, and why is this Mm -hmm. happening to me? It's a much more empowering thing to, to, to think about in the context of challenges or big changes in life, to think of it in a way that How is this happening for me? What benefit or what what am I going to gain from this that I might not be able to see right now, but at least am I open to to how this is going to grow me uh, in a way that I I need? It's a big big jump to make and one might not experience or feel that immediately because you have to go through all the different stages of grief and loss and all of that. But the, s- the sooner we can come around to being open to the possibility that this thing that's happened that maybe you didn't see coming or, you, or, or it's your worst fear coming true, how can this possibly be a positive thing? Right. And you might not even have the answers to that question, but at least being open to the possibility is something that helps to move that energy.
0: Absolutely. Acceptance mm-hmm. of reality.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I love everything that we talked about today, Stephen. And I just want to mention and kind of like remind our listeners that we talked about getting, getting stuck It's from not accepting the reality, and by accepting the reality, we can let that river flow, and you can do that acceptance by movement, moving your body, doing something, going for a walk, dancing, Mm -hmm. just allowing your body to move, and and then from there, you're kind of in the right direction. Right, and mm-hmm. you're in the right direction, and you'll see that once you're going in the flow of the river, the water kind of pushes you towards the right direction. You're not fighting this right. heavy water, um, and and just um, breathing, remembering to breathe. Don't hold your breath. Oh <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Mm-hmm. There is magical things that can happen once you start breathing, my friends.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: starting kind of from where you are, like not trying to do everything at once yeah did i did I forget anything? Did you want to add anything to that?
1: Yeah, I do. Just like what we're doing right now, this is community community mm-hmm. connection, social support.
0: My gosh, I love that you said that. It's so important, so so important
1: ask ask asking for help yes and i've and I've mentioned that. a few times in my work to people and it's and it's always interesting and it's also a little heartbreaking when people have had such bad experiences in their relationships with people where they feel as though they can't trust because they've trusted people who who weren't worthy of their trust and Mm -hmm. and they were hurt and so this idea of reaching out to people uh, asking for help is scary for some people uh, I think as we grow and develop and change,
2: I think part of that development is gaining more discernment mm. as far as who you, who you choose to
1: trust and let in. Not, not I'm going to trust people or I'm not going to trust people. It's just
2: nice. an
1: understanding that you are going to trust people, but you're going to be discerning about who you trust and who you let in and who you, who you give the gift of your, your, your your, your heart, your vulnerability to. Mm-hmm. We wow. all do that with each
2: other.
0: Absolutely. And it could be that, you know, this other person that you're trying to trust and, bring to your level of vibration, maybe they're on a different journey, maybe they still have so many lessons to learn before they can be on that level of trust. Um, And just not trying to force our kind of even love or connection Mm -hmm. or whatever we want to create with this other person when they're Mm -hmm. not receptive to it, or they're not on that Level, and it's a real thing. I really have to coach my, uh, my patients on that a lot of women who trust and then they, they go through really horrifying, horrifying relationships, and they have to find themselves again, yeah. and find their own, you know, s- trust and security again. And uh, yeah. that's such a great point. And, you know, finding our people like, um, hashtag keeping good company.
1: <laughs> yes yeah yeah exactly exactly I love what you just said and that when we do step into the flow of 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 bringing people into our life then then things can magically things can wonderful things can happen yeah. and that process of finding people that we trust and and healing from those old wounds, I think a big part of that healing is learning to trust others, learning to trust yourself, and also being willing to be honest about in those difficult relationships, what was your part in that? What was mm. your part in it without without beating yourself up, without, without making judgment. yourself a villain, just being able to identify those those things about your personality and your character that you repeatedly do you repeatedly go to the hardware store looking for oranges when they don't sell oranges at the hardware store. But if you keep going, you think they're going to suddenly have a special on them. <laughs> you know, that's a part that we play in our own journey in our own experience and sometimes in our own discomfort and misery. So just being able to lovingly be honest with ourselves about that, um, because we, we do play a part in, in, in our life, and our life story and our life journey. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that example. I'm gonna remember that. Don't go to the hardware store looking for oranges.
1: <laughs>
3: My God,
0: why? Why do I keep doing
1: that? <laughs> it's another podcast to go over I know, exactly why exactly. we do those things. Yeah, yeah
0: that's all exactly. the whole story. <laughs> so true. Mm. Um, so thank you so much, Stephen. This was wonderful, and so much information and so many great, you know, heartfelt goodies that we can all learn from and and use in our relationship to ourselves and those close relationships to us. And I just want um people to know that they can find you. I love your YouTube channel. Oh my gosh. Um, because they're they're really beautifully done videos that are not even that long. So if people don't have a lot of time, I know that those movements, whether it's Qigong or it's uh, Pilates or whatever movement that you teach, um, it, in a very short time, it has a really, really huge effect. Especially, I always tell my patients, do it first thing in the morning and let that prana flow the rest of the day in your favor. If you're stuck in the morning, then the day kind of goes stuck. If you're flowing in the morning, the rest of the day goes well. So I will share that link with everyone under this podcast. And I'll share a link to your beautiful book as well that everyone can find. Um, And uh, yeah, if anyone on your end, if they need some somatic healing or coaching or ayurvedic healing, um, they can also find me on the podcast or on my website. And um, yeah, this has been such a great pleasure. And um, I'm sure that, um, you know, we have so much, so much going on that is kind of the same kind of healing, you know, and uh, I'm sure that we will talk again soon on new things that come up. And I'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to that.
1: Me too. Me as well. Thank you so much for this great conversation. And I also wanted to, to offer just to your listeners too, if you really are moved by what we talked about today and you and you go to my YouTube page and my, my website and you want to go a little bit deeper in your movement journey, you can always sign up for my uh, membership community, SWE Studio. I'm offering a free 14-day trial. So you're more than welcome to join the community and, uh, and all the movement medicine that it contains.
0: Amazing, community people. We call it saying that, community. So. <laughs> and it's, it's uh, free to try. So I'm, I'm gonna put that link down here too. The listeners can go there and sign up and start moving. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, Stephen.
1: Thank you, Paris.